Welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Hanlon, an American branding photographer and brand strategist living abroad in Stockholm, Sweden. After spending seven years building a brand and business abroad, I realized that many expat entrepreneurs have a hard time navigating their new life in another country. And I want to show you how you can pave your own path when it seems like all the obstacles are in your way. I feel so deeply that people need to hear the stories of entrepreneurs living abroad. Their stories need to be heard and shared so that we can help people who are struggling to find work or want to start a business to feel inspired by the stories of entrepreneurs who are actually doing the work. Get ready to go on a worldly journey with me where you'll hear of inspiring stories from global entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and business owners paving their own path and following their dreams wherever they are in the world so that you can be inspired to do the same thing too. Whether you're a small business owner or an inspiring entrepreneur, I want to help you find your path because when you elevate yourself, you elevate others around you. So come along and join us for inspiring stories, brand tips, and business growth tools to help you elevate yourself. You're listening to episode seven of the Elevate podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the show. I can't believe that we are already in December, and I still can't believe that this is episode seven. I'm feeling really proud of myself for creating this podcast, and I am just so excited that I've managed to get this amazing group of people on the show. Um, Really, I never anticipated the response that I've been getting. Many of you have sent me heartfelt messages about the show, and it's making me feel even more empowered to keep the show going. And I know that building a business and a life that aligns for you is not always that easy, but I just want to tell you to keep on pushing through even when things don't feel like they're going your way. So just keep going, okay? And also, if you have been loving these episodes, please leave a review because I know that this helps the show get found and I want to impact more people on this show. And I also want to bring in new people who can bring their expertise on the show so that they can help empower you to find what lights you up, give you business tools and tips. And, you know, as we move into the new year, I want to let you know that I'm hosting a workshop called Brand Artistry, where I'll be teaching four live lessons all about building a scroll-stopping visual brand so that you can nail your next brand shoot in 2023, because 2023 is all about leveling up, right? Getting to the next level, pushing ourselves to get ourselves out there, grow a business, impact more people. And the only way we can do that is really by showing up in our business, showing up, you know, on video, through photos, through reels, through podcasts, really making a big impact in people's lives, because this is how we make that big ripple effect and we can help more people in the world. So each week we will meet and plan out each aspect of your branding. Plus I have a surprise guest who's going to do a live training with you on how to use brand colors, fonts, and how to use your photos with graphics in Canva so that you can get your message out to the world. Okay. So this is going to be a very high touch workshop because I'm teaching it live. I am so lit up about this and I'm really excited to teach this because this is everything I know. I've been, you know, helping my clients go through this whole process year after year, and I've learned so much along the way. 
And a lot of the times it's really about uncovering who you are as a person and really letting that shine out like through your imagery. So maybe you're just starting out in business and you need new photos for your website, or maybe you're in need of a brand refresh. You know, maybe you're, you need like new visuals. Maybe you're bored with your visuals. Maybe you haven't had photos taken in the last year or five years and you've been using the same photo over and over, but now it's time to level up and start creating imagery that really reflects who you are that's authentic, okay? Because I think authenticity is really important and showing who you are can be done in a very beautiful way if you are thoughtful about the whole process and picking the right people to work with you in creating the brand visuals. So it's really a big production and it takes a lot of time and planning to get this right. And But when it's done right, you invest in yourself, you invest in your business and your company, because that means when you invest in yourself, you are also elevating the company, right? And when people see that you have these really great visuals in your business that make you look like you're a million bucks, you're going to bring in higher caliber clients, okay? So this is what's going to happen when you build a visual brand that you know attracts people into your world. And as a brand and business owner, you know that having content to keep your brand seen is super important. So this is how I bring in leads all the time on Instagram and through my website. And my website is my home base. So I make sure that my website looks spotless, that it like looks exactly the way I want it to look and reflects the vibe that I want to give off. Now, this workshop will ensure that you'll never waste money on a brand shoot because you'll have a clear vision and a plan of action that walks you through the entire branding process. And I'm going to show you how. So think of me as your creative art director that will help you uncover your brand vision for 2023. Okay. I love this stuff. This makes me so excited. And, you know, when it comes to your personal brand, you need to have a vision for what your brand visuals should look like. And, you know, I've said this before, even on my website, I hate to break it down to you, but it's not the photographer's job to tell you what your brand visuals should look like. So they can, of course, guide you, but you need to have that vision first. The photographer is there to help bring the vision to life. And this is the way the photographer will be able to deliver on what you actually need for your branding. It's when you have a clear vision and you know exactly what you need and where you need to put your images. It's up to you to have that vision and really to start seeing yourself in a, in a different way and discover who you are. So if you haven't figured that out and you're really struggling, I'm going to help you with that because we will be doing this live together in Zoom. So you will be on the call with me in the same room. You can ask questions live and I will be there to help guide you throughout this process. You know, when it comes to picking the right photographer, it's really important to think about how these images will, you know, be taken. So not all photographers will match what you want to create. So finding someone who can produce what you want is really key and I'm going to help you to decipher who is the right person for your brand. And as a brand photographer, I do want to help everyone, but I do know that my style may not be for everyone. And it just depends on the look and feel that you're going for. So I'd love to help everyone, but I know I'm not for everyone. And that's okay. And so the workshop starts January 16th and it will go until February 6th. And when you're done with the workshop, you will leave with a clear vision and a plan 
for your new branding photos and you will have a clear plan of action. When you have photos that look professional, you'll attract clients who see the value in what you do. And when you invest in yourself, you elevate yourself. I am here for you. I'm help, I'm here to help you take you to the next level. And I'm so excited about this workshop. I'm really looking forward to teaching what I know. So join the waitlist to be the first to know when the course is available. And I'm offering a special early bird price for those who are on the waitlist. You can sign up at jessicahanlon.com backslash brand artistry. So now that you've learned all about brand artistry, let's get into the actual show. Today we have Joella Skoog on the show, and I'm excited about this episode because we talk about the importance of building a personal brand, which as a branding photographer, this is really what interests me. So Joella and I met in 2020 at a mastermind in Stockholm, and this is just when the pandemic had hit. And Joella had just left her corporate job. And since then, she's now working as a personal branding coach while she lives in Italy. I love watching her Instagram stories of the Dolce Vita lifestyle. Uh, She's really embodying her own personal brand. And I've seen her personal brand expand. She's evolved and changed. I can see it. And she's really starting to own who she is. And I'm really excited to get into this episode. So let's give it a listen. Hello, hello. We have Joella Skoog on the show today. And I met Joella when we took a business mastermind together in 2020 when the pandemic had just hit the whole world. So that was interesting. And since then, I've seen Joella expand her business and she went from living in Sweden to now living in Italy. And I can't wait to hear more about that. And I've also seen your confidence grow on social media since then as well. And you are known as the TikTok and LinkedIn expert too. So we have a lot to talk about today when it comes to brand building. And it's just been so much fun watching you evolve as a person. And this is why I wanted to have you on on the show to share your story. But also, Joella, you went from working in a corporate job that was stable to now being like an entrepreneur on your own, working for yourself. So I would love to share your story on how you got started like this, um, because I know there are a lot of people out there who also work in corporate and are feeling called to do something else, but maybe are too afraid to follow that path. And so I think it would be really nice to share your story on how that happened and what you've experienced since you know, starting this business. Um, But yeah, so welcome to the show. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. Um, But yeah, so my story, I was working for a corporation. I was working in-house in in marketing. And uh, it was a good job. It was a stable job, a good good job with a good salary. Um, I I was good at it. Um, but I still felt like I wasn't living up to my full potential, I guess. And I also didn't feel as free as I wanted to be. So I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't enjoy going to the office every single day, work, be there at a certain hour and leave at a certain hour and do whatever I want. And also, I guess I didn't understand it back then, but I do have this entrepreneurial person within me always questioning the system like how things work and 
um, processes and things like that. And it was frustrating to not be able to affect these things as deeply as I wanted to. So um, I think the biggest like motivation to why I left was the fact that I was craving that freedom of uh, being able to work from home whenever I want and travel more and not have to think about my vacation days or, um, or you know, ask somebody, is it okay if I work from home today? <laughs> Just basically be the boss of myself. That was my major motivation, I think. And also, I think it's easy to forget kind of that process that you had to go through to actually quit your job and start your own business because for me now it's so easy and clear that this was the right choice for me but back then I think the mindset shift that needed to happen took a while it took me maybe up to a year from the moment that I was, I really realized that I needed to change something to when I actually made the change. I think that took a while. It needed, I needed to process it and I needed to go through that mindset shift of almost starting to think of myself as an entrepreneur before I even was one. Mm -hmm. um, so I think for anyone who's, who's in a corporate job and thinking of leaving and doing something else, I, I really recommend to start where you are. And maybe you don't need to make that big change right now. Maybe you can start with just, you know, be inspired by people on social media, go to different talks, go to networking events and start talking to new people and, and seeing new things and consuming new things. And don't just keep following the same, you know, influencers on social media or people start changing what you consume and what you do in your free time. And you will see how that slowly changes your mindset and makes you realize what's possible. And then you can take that step. I'm curious, did you have like a little nest egg of money on the, or did you just say, I'm going to quit? I mean, no, 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 I didn't. I was never good. I was never <laughs> a good saver. I was never that person who was saving a lot of money. Um, so no, I didn't have any safety really. Um, I, you know, had like a few months worth of uh, savings maybe to, to carry me, uh, but I didn't have this big <laughs> pile of money collected, unfortunately. Because I know that people would probably say, okay, before I can even leave my job, I need to have a certain amount of money. You know, some people would need that safety. I think that's smart. <laughs> I would say <laughs> okay. I'm the, I'm an all or nothing kind of person. I can't really, I, I'm not ever going to recommend anyone to do anything my way. Or I think everyone needs to find what their way is. I, I just knew that I need to go all in and I need to be a little bit scared <laughs> to really be motivated to go all in. Because if I was still in my job and starting something on the side, I wouldn't have the energy or time to really focus and I wouldn't be as committed, really. And now I was so fully committed because I really needed to go all in. But of course, I can. I think it's probably a good thing to... I mean, there are some things I wish I would have done differently in a way because it is not fun to be in that financial stress because you end up being so focused on money and you end up being very stressed out constantly and getting money into your business. So I think it is smart to have something that makes you feel secure and not stressed out because you might not 
make the smartest decisions just because you're so focused on getting money into your business. So it depends like what kind of person you are. I wouldn't be able to have a full-time job and start a business on the side. That would not be my thing, but maybe there you could have a part-time job or maybe you could check with your current work if you can start consulting for them instead. I, I wish I would have done that maybe from the beginning. Um, so it's I think it's not easy to give advice on these things because we're all different and I am happy in a way that I went all in, but it was not like the smartest financial decision <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm curious, like who, how did you get your first client when you had basically started over? Did you, did you struggle to find somebody to actually believe in you to be the person that could guide them in brand building and yeah, I mean, I did not start with my ideal clients and my ideal project. I was just trying to make money, basically, because that should be your focus in the beginning, not have your dream dream client. So I was, I was more, like, my goal was more to have more of a marketing strategy type of role or make strategies. And I did start doing that, but that was not, like, my first couple of clients, um, so I was searching for all kinds of uh, opportunities in different Facebook groups and applying to all these different things and networking a lot online. Uh, I think what I started doing a lot was actually copywriting and translation because I'm, I'm a good writer and I'm a good translator also. So that's what I started doing partly to, to make money, basically. And then I also started to get more and more. As I was networking more and more, I started getting these strategy um, opportunities as well. So in, in the beginning, did you pitch yourself to bigger companies or was it just individual, like smaller entrepreneurs? Because I know that you were wanting to go for more like corporate like brands, because that's kind of what your background was in. Did you manage to book those bigger corporate companies in the beginning or was it a struggle? Um, I think I will, at the time I was I would not be a good, like smaller companies have a smaller budget and I, it was hard to sell to them. They really needed the help, but I think the smaller companies that I was talking to initially, um, I realized this is not my thing because I'm not going to be able to help them based on their budget. Well, what I did was I, I mean, I was networking a lot and I was also in a lot of Facebook groups. In, I mean, there are so many Facebook groups where people post um, that they need, they're looking for a freelancer for something. So I was both applying for these opportunities where people were seeking freelancers basically but I was also networking a lot especially online so I got opportunities that way I was connected to somebody I got a job that way and then I was connected you know to another company that he owns and all these things so I think it's always like one thing leads to another it's harder to come like it was I would say it's nearly impossible to get into these big corporations if you're nobody basically and you're just a freelancer out there I'm not saying it's diff it's it's impossible, but most of these corporations already have agencies, big agencies that they work with. So for me, I mean, what I did, I was I started building my personal brand and I started attracting these type of companies to me and getting 
requests and things like that. And also when I reached out to them, they already knew who I was because I had built a brand. Um, I built my personal brand and they knew who I was. So that's how I got a lot of my bigger clients and bigger corporations because I didn't just, I wasn't just nobody reaching out to them. I, I already had built a name kind of. How important do you think it is to do um, a lot of networking in person or do you think it's better to do it online? <laughs> I know I don't it's hard, think, but it's like... Yeah. I think... Um, I think both are good. I think it's good to network in real life. Of course, that's a different, um, I mean, that creates a deeper, deeper relationship. Uh, but I would say it is crucial, absolutely crucial to also do it online. I mean, especially if you are a service provider today and you sell services to companies, the reason why somebody's going to buy from you is because they partly because they like you, but also because they feel like they know you and they trust you and they think of you as an expert and, and you are the person that they need to work with. And it's really hard to achieve this by networking in real life and going to meet people in real life and, you know, going to different events and talking to people because that takes so much time. It takes so much time. If you build your net, if you build your online presence, you can reach so many more people with your content. Um, like if I post one single LinkedIn post today, it could get 15,000 views, for example, and lots of comments and likes and stuff like that. And it can get, actually get me yesterday. I got five leads from just in just one day. So that doesn't happen when you go to an event. You don't get mm -hmm. five leads from an event. Uh, and if you do, of course you can, but it's going to be take a lot more of your time compared to writing two posts in a few minutes. You know, like yeah. it's going to take time. But I think for me personally, I like to network online and get to know people that way. And then when I feel like, oh, I'm interested in this person, I want to get to know them a little bit more, then I usually suggest a digital meeting. And when I get to know them that way, and I kind of feel like almost like we're friends now, then I definitely want to meet them in real life. So when I, I mean, I live abroad, but when I'm in Stockholm, for example, I tend to always reach out to my connections and I'm constantly booked up with meetings. But th these are people I actually like and I, I want to get to know them better and I want to uh, add some depth to our relationship and I don't want to necessarily meet someone for coffee that I've never talked to before <laughs> or I've never I don't know yeah. if we are actually gonna click or we're gonna uh, I'd rather us connect online actually so I have I mean in a way I have to say it's not just about attracting people to you through your personal brand but it's also about when you do connect with people to continue being in front of them all the time because I have talked to some people that I met over coffee a year ago to network. And then I never see them again because I don't see them online. I don't remember them. I barely remember that we met because I don't see them every day. But for me, I try to be active every single day. So I'm in front of my target audience every single day. And you can't really achieve that if you just, if you only network online <laughs> or in person, uh, in person. Yeah. No, you can't really totally achieve agree. that you're not always in front of people so even if you do go network in real life you should also always be visible online yeah and you have really focused on TikTok and LinkedIn which one do you think is more powerful for your brand 
for you build like brand building? Okay, good question. So I, I started focusing on TikTok, marketing on TikTok. That was my initial niche when I was working with corporations. Um, and then I actually pretty much stopped focusing on that and just I'm now I'm full-time coach in personal branding and I focus mostly on LinkedIn now just because it is a great great professional network to get clients and leads compared to I mean TikTok is awesome and great and I have also gotten leads from there but for me LinkedIn is the main 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 driver for getting leads and building my personal brand and I think it's important to think about which which format am I most comfortable in and which format can I really excel in? And for me, writing is my strength. It's not really being on camera. <laughs> like I'm better at it now. And I think you said Jessica as well. I was so uncomfortable in the beginning, um, but now I'm more comfortable, but I don't think that that is my number one strength. I would still say that writing is my number one and that's why it has been successful for me. While for some people, I think video might be an amazing way to get their personal brand across um, because they, they want to, they're very charismatic on video, let's say, and they may be, maybe they're not great writers or strong writers. Um, so for me, LinkedIn is my number one and other channels are secondary. So I have like a priority list in my head kind of of, which channels are important. I don't use LinkedIn as much as you do. And I, I do see that you're really active in LinkedIn. It's um, something that I think I should focus on more, but I don't. <laughs> um, but I do see how you are always showing up on there and you are always talking about how LinkedIn has been quite a powerful tool for you to build your, your business and your brand. And so for those of you who don't know Joella, she's actually living in Italy now. And how did you manage to make your business work abroad? Because you are writing mostly in Swedish uh, on LinkedIn. So I guess your target audience is somebody who is in like Sweden maybe, or maybe living abroad and speak Swedish. Um, but maybe at some point you're going to focus on speaking English to the rest of the world. <laughs> I don't know how, what your plans are for the future, but, um, how did you manage to manage to get your business working in Italy, getting clients abroad? Mm. How's it working out for you? Yeah. So, I mean, I started my business in the beginning of the pandemic, so I was always working online. So I that's how I built my business because we had to stay at home and we weren't supposed to meet people in real life. So that's why I was always focusing on building my personal brand online. I networked online. I, I um, did digital meetings and all these things. So uh, I was always working online like everyone else. And that's how I started. So it was always that expectation. And I don't think that anyone really suggests physical meetings anymore. I don't know if they do. I've never had it happen to me. I think usually people <laughs> recommend, <Yeah. laughs> you know, a digital meeting and then maybe a physical something else. I don't know. But pretty much as soon as I was vaccinated, I went to Italy. So that was over a year ago. And I've just continued kind of like the pen back when the pandemic was happening, I've just been working online. I've only offered things that are happening that are online. And I would say 
there are two aspects of this uh, when it comes to if you want to work online and you want to live abroad but still have clients in another country I would say be very firm about what your boundaries are and how you want to live your life because in the end as an entrepreneur why did I become an entrepreneur I wanted to be the boss of my own life I want to set the rules for how I work so that means if I don't want to do something physically in Sweden I'm not going to do it because otherwise I might as well get a job like I'm not I don't want to do it so I just say no That's that's one thing. I say no if that's what they want. Because I do know, I trust that other opportunities will come my way. So if I say no to something that requires my presence, I know that something else will come my way. It's like, it's, uh, you know, it's always going to come new, new opportunities. So just say no to the things that don't align with what you want. Um, the other aspect is my personal brand is very strong with my target audience. So basically if they asked for something physical like a physical workshop for example I got the request a couple of months ago can you come to our office and do a workshop and I said I can't I live abroad I don't do physical workshops I only work online and then I sent them the proposal the price is the same I don't doesn't matter if I do it in real life or online it's not I don't give discounts or anything like that um So, and they, they accepted it anyways, because I have a strong personal brand I, and I know that I can deliver and I know that this is going to be a value to them. So they can say yes or no. I don't, doesn't really matter to me because yes, if they say yes, great, I'll do it. But if they say no, fine, someone else will come along and I will do it for them. So that's the power you have when you have built your personal brand also, because it's so much easier to feel like there are always clients coming. I don't have to sacrifice my boundaries. I don't have to do something I don't want to do. Um, and you have to like lead kind of, you have to lead yourself and your company. And if you don't do physical, if you don't want to go to client's office and sit there every day, say no, say I only work online. If they don't like that, you're they're not your ideal clients. And I also don't do meetings before 10. And I also don't do meetings on Fridays anymore, for example. <laughs> nice. So that's one thing I started implementing into my business. I don't, I want to have meeting free Fridays and I don't want to sit in morning meetings. Not going to do that again, unless it's some kind of emergency. But no, I'm not going to do that because it's my business and I set the rules. So, I love that. I love that because I know a lot of people, when we start our, our companies, our businesses, we become like a slave to the business instead of it being the other way around. And we get to decide what we want. And for me as well, as a parent, like I knew that I had to say, okay, I work from this hour to this hour because I want to be home for my daughters. I want to be able to pick them up. I want to have the freedom to, you know, take them to their practices if they have some sort of sports going on. So I had to basically design my life to work for me instead of my business being the, the only thing, you know. So uh, I didn't want that. I wanted to have the freedom as well. And so that's kind of, I think it's really important if you have a business and you feel like it's not working for your lifestyle, you need to change it, write down what you want, you know, think about how can I make this work for me instead of, you know, it being the other way around where you're a slave to the, to the company or the business. So, um, designing your life. Yeah. And <laughs> so. I think it's. I think it's like a mental thing. I think you think that, oh, I have to say yes to everything, but actually you don't. And usually clients will respect you more for it. I mean, mm -hmm. 
people might ask you for things and it's your job to say no or to to ask for something else so i think that's i think that's super important to really find what works for you because i mean for example i would say most people come to me now already know that i don't live in sweden and i don't i'm i travel and i live abroad and stuff like that so they never really ask me anymore i mean it, i be, i've made it become part of my personal brand that I live abroad and I travel and I'm in Italy most of the time because so most clients actually approach me and they already know that I do that so yeah they rarely recommend or come asking for physical things um and and usually that's why clients even like me I mean honestly um I coach now so I'm a personal brand coach and many 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 of the clients that come to me actually dream of having this kind of lifestyle where they can build their business but they are also living abroad or they're traveling so that has helped my business actually mm-hmm. to to live this lifestyle and i've also had even when i was working with big companies they thought it was amazing and cool because in them don't you want to work with people that are super happy and love their lives and show up and show up for their clients and are absolutely excited to do the work. I mean, that's what I think. So, if you like your lifestyle and for example, you just get if you love your lifestyle and you love your work and you can pick up your kids and all these things, of course your clients are going to feel that energy from you that you are showing up for them and you are present with them and you you love working with them. If you were like killing yourself in your business, and you would probably not show up for your clients in that energy so they're just going to love you more for for loving your life basically yeah and i'm curious because um what was it like a month ago you were in iceland somebody flew you out there so you said yes to that <laughs> yeah exactly i did say yes to an opportunity just because i thought it sounded fun basically So it, I think it was also because he was abroad. So I thought it would be fun to like travel to do a speaking thing, and I'm definitely open to doing that. But I don't. I definitely don't do it for the money, um, or for the opportunity itself. I do it because I think it sounds like it's fun. <laughs> I think that's like what my main driver would be if I did it. Uh, if I did something like that, uh, but it's not something that I. part of my offer is that I travel or do speaking mm-hmm. gigs. I usually say no to yeah. to physical speaking gigs. I'm curious though, like what did they want you to do because I know it was a company, right? Yeah, I did I talked about personal branding. Um so the power of personal branding. I talked But about that. But why would a company like a a corporate company want to teach their employees about building a brand? I think It's beneficial for everyone to build their personal brand. Um I mean, I would say that it's very beneficial if, whether you're an employee or you're an entrepreneur. It's beneficial to you to build your personal brand because you can increase your connections, you can increase your network, you can um get more opportunities, you can connect with more people, whatever it could be, it's beneficial to you. So I think companies should encourage their employees to build their personal brands and base it on their own dreams and goals because in the end that is gonna also benefit the company 
Because if you do have these people that are building your personal brands and they're visible, that's going to benefit the company. It's going to spill over on the company. But of course, you can't force anyone to do it. I mean, some people are going to be excited to do it and some people are definitely not want to do it because that's not their thing. But there are always, always those people that are very driven people that want to build their own careers that are going to uh, see the benefit of building their personal brands. So yeah. I think it's beneficial to anyone to build their personal brands. But for, of course, for an entrepreneur, um, usually it's about getting business in and getting clients. But even if even companies should should encourage their employees for sure to build their personal brands and represent the company, but be more focused on what, what do you want to achieve with your personal brand? Because you can't, as a company, you can't force people to to you know post about the company on linkedin nobody's gonna want to do that or maybe they will but not if they're forced to do it but if you encourage them to build their personal brands most likely they're going to want to share things about the company yeah i think of it as like insurance (laughs) it's an insurance for your life i know it sounds kind of dramatic when i say that but so many opportunities can happen just from building your personal brand, from even just putting your thoughts, your ideas out there for people to know like what you're, what you stand for. But it also can open doors to like even buying an apartment. I mean, it sounds crazy, but I've heard of like crazy stories like where people are bidding and they're like, I like this person better. I'm going to go with the person who's bidding, who gave me the lower offer because I like this person and I, I'm attached to this home. You know, I really want it to go to somebody else that will love it too. Things like that. It doesn't even have to matter like about the money. And so I think of it as like insurance. So how can people start, like, what are your tips for starting to build a personal brand? Like just some basic things to get started and, and, you know, how do we do it in an authentic way that feels natural for for us, because I think that's where people struggle yeah. is feeling like, oh, but I'm going to sound like I'm talking about myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So basically what I do, I would say start with identifying. I mean, I always think of it like be strategic with everything. So start with, wait, what am I going to do? Why am I per- building my personal brand? What are my goals? And then you really need to think about what are you, what am I trying to achieve with my career or my business? What do I want to do? Because what you're doing right now, is that what you want to do in a year, in two years, three years? Because there's no point building your personal brand if it's about something that you really don't see a future doing. You should have that long-term thinking of what I'm doing now will benefit me, of course, in the short term, but it will definitely benefit me in the long term. So you have to think about what your goals are and what your dreams are and what you want to do and where you want to take your company or your career. And the second thing is identify who your target audience is because building your personal brand is not about becoming an influencer. It's not about trying to get as many likes or as many followers as possible or go viral. It's not about that at all. At least as a business owner, the purpose of doing it is probably to get clients or something like that. It's going to benefit your business somehow. So who is your target audience? Who do you, who are you speaking to? And really get to know them super well. This is a problem that I see both in corporations and in entrepreneurs. They don't know their target audience and they try to be appealing to everyone or they 
like kind of know their target audience, but they don't really know them. So I like to say, be obsessed with your target audience, like really become obsessed with knowing what goes on in their minds. What are they thinking about? What are their insecurities? What are their dreams? What are their motivations? Why do they get up in the morning? What are they like? You need to know these things. And it might sound extreme, but it's not because if you know your target audience, you know these things. I mean, I see it in a lot of sales calls. I've worked with my target audience. I've networked with my target audience. So I've talked to maybe, I don't know, hundreds of people, whether whether like this, digital meetings or um, DM with them. I know them and I ask them questions and I really listen and I download everything they say into my brain and make mental notes. And then I see start to see these patterns and kind, kind of see all right, everyone, almost everyone deals with this issue. Almost everyone has this issue. So really make sure that you know your target audience. So to do that, you need to talk to them. Really talk to them. Why Why do you have a target audience if you don't know them and if you don't talk to them? Like you have to get to know them. Um, and you can also do that in sales meetings. If you set up a meeting with a potential client, really think about it as, as you know, if I don't get this client, that's totally fine because this is also a research opportunity for me. This is a great opportunity for me to understand my client better. So those, if you know what, what your goals are, what your target audience, who your target audience is, you've come a long, long way already. The second thing or the third thing I would say is really try to build your personal brand in a way that attracts your target audience, but you really need to be authentic. So that was also about your question about authenticity, because you have to find that balance. You have to create content that attracts your target audience, um, that gives value to your target audience. And that's why you don't have to be so scared of building your personal brand, because it's really not about you. Like this conversation, for example, that we're having, the only reason why we're having this conversation is to give value to whoever listens, right? So mm -hmm. it's not a sales pitch. <laughs> it's not something that is just talking about myself. It's supposed to give value. Why I'm talking about myself right now and giving tips and talking about my own challenges and dreams and all these things is to give value somehow to people that are listening. It's the same way online. Because as service providers, if you're a service provider, you're purpose like why you exist why you can run your business is because there are people out there who want to buy from you who need your services so have the same mindset in online you go online and think how can I serve my target audience today how can I serve them better how can I improve their life with a reel or story or a LinkedIn post that's really what it's about because I want people to feel like I give so much value that they just need to buy from me, basically. And if they never buy from me, at least they think well of me <laughs> and, and think that I have yeah. improved them, inspired them somehow or given them tips to take action on or and maybe they recommend me to others. So I just want I want to give that like immense, immense value. That's that's what you need to think. So it's not about you standing in the spotlight. It's about what the message you're giving to people. Because personally, as even though I build my personal brand, <laughs> I have really no desire to be in the spotlight. I really have no desire to mm -hmm. have all the attention on me at all. Oh, I because feel you on that. <laughs> yeah, because it's only, I, it's only about the reason why I do it is because I care about the message that I'm getting across. I want to get that message across. 
to people and I want to build my business. If I didn't care, if I didn't have anything I cared about talking and I didn't have a business, I probably wouldn't do it because I wouldn't have a purpose. But I, I see that I have a higher purpose that I, I really I, I, I am living my purpose. So that's why I try to get my message across to people. And I also have clients that I, I want to get clients. So that's why. So it's not about you standing in the middle of, you know, having the attention on you. You have to think about it. I'm showing up to serve people. Yeah. And what do you think it is that holds most people back from actually putting themselves out there? I mean, have you noticed anything specific that keeps coming up for you in your in your clients? What holds people back? Yeah. Um, I would say the, ma- the biggest thing that holds people back is definitely that fear of taking up space and being seen. Um, I would say that's like 99.9% of the people I talk to, this is, this is what's holding them back because most people know that they should build their personal brands. I rarely speak to people and business owners that say, no, I don't need to do that. Like usually, yeah, I know I should do it. It's, it's always like that, but usually it's fear. It's, it's all based in fear and it's, I should take up as little space as possible, especially women. This is the case most of the time for women, sometimes for men as well, but not as often as for women. So I shouldn't take up that, that much space. Uh, how, who am I to be an expert? Who am I to say something and post something? Um, I, why should I do this? Like, it's really this, <laughs> it's very, very mental. So And it's very unfortunate because there are so many opportunities. So that's why for me, it's just logical to build your personal brand and, you know, build your and go on LinkedIn. And I I try to take these strategic, logical decisions um, in my business. But I realize that for a lot of people, there's a lot of fear behind it. But that's why I think if if you think this, what I, the tips Mm -hmm. I gave, if you think about it that way and you focus on your goals and your target audience and to give service, like, actually be a service provider to people I think that takes a little bit of the pressure off that you should stand and brag about yourself because it's not at all about bragging about yourself that's not how you build your personal brand exactly no I totally agree with you on that and I think that it's a fear of judgment that people have um, sometimes I'm afraid of my mom's on my Instagram my brother's on my Instagram and I'm like oh, I feel so awkward. They're watching me. And like, you know, for me, I'm actually not afraid of the random people that know me who don't, you know, who just encounter me. That doesn't scare me. It's like the people who know me best. I'm actually afraid of them, afraid of the judgment that they're going to like, be like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, so for me, that was my mindset block that I had. And I had to work through it. But sometimes I'm like, maybe I can just like mute them (laughs) and they can't see anything. But that was me having to like work through that. And then, yeah, it's, it's still, that's something that I think stopped me was actually the people that were closest to me, that judgment, that fear of what are they going to think? Like who's just talking about all this stuff, you know? I think it's important to focus, partly it's important to focus on your target audience. You're speaking to your target audience, not people like your friends and your family. You're speaking to your target audience. If they follow you, that's fine. But that's not 
who you're talking to. And I think you have to do whatever you need to do to get over this. Um, and it can be hard to get over it and just do it. So for me on Instagram, I felt like, I feel like it felt weird to start talking about personal branding on my personal Instagram. So I started a separate Instagram to just focus on personal branding because I really only wanted my target audience following me on that account because I'm only going to talk about business, entrepreneurship, personal branding. And on my other account, I can talk about whatever I want and I can have people following me there who I meet in real life and my friends who don't really care about me talking personal branding. So that has been good for me. And that's a recommendation or a tip to someone who feels the same way as you and feel like that's such a big mental block that that's stopping them from showing up. I think it's good to, you could start a separate account and say, this is my account for my target audience. And this is my account for my friends and family. And it's separate. So that can be good to do it that way. I think I did that. And then my brother still found me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, but that's fine. I mean, that's fine. If people are following you there, I just, at least I'm clear that this is not for you. So if you want to follow me here because you're curious, that's fine. But yeah. Go follow my other account for that kind yeah. of content because no, here I'm I did that to yeah. my audience. Yeah. I had to make a different account as well. So now I have three accounts, four accounts <laughs> now for the podcast. To get rid of your brother, you were just I making new accounts. Me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think so it's fine. I mean, I think if you are being your authentic self in everything, of course, there are different sides of you, Jessica. Of course, you are the photographer, entrepreneur, Jessica, and then there's Jessica, private Jessica, who you are with your family and your kids. I'm sure, of course, it's different. But either way, it's still you. Both of these people are still you. So it might be unusual for your friends and family to see you in this business setting. That you're like, oh, it feels weird that you're seeing me in this setting because I'm I'm my private self with you guys. Um, but it's still you. So it can also be interesting for your. I mean, in a good way, it can be interesting for your friends and family to get to know that part of you that is this business person um Mm -hmm. because that it is you like that is it is you as well so you are still being yourself no and I I definitely am I'm not like faking it or being somebody that I'm not but (laughs) I'm like why do you want to know this side (laughs) no so I also had to work through that that was my little roadblock but I'm sure other people have different different issues and you know it's just a matter of finding your own way of showing up and being visible. And um, so I think that it's really important just to follow your gut and do what feels right, but don't be shy. Don't hide from the world, um, especially if you are a business owner who needs to find clients because social media is the place where you do get them. I, I get in my DMs all the time on Instagram, uh, where I focus mostly like showing up there. And that's where I get a lot of my customers. I do get a lot from my website as well, but that's because I worked on my SEO. So, you know, but social media is really the place where I feel is where things changed when I started to really show up, when I started to put myself out there. Yeah, and it's going to be warmer leads as well because the reason why they reach out to you is because they like your work and they like you and they're interested. So those kind of leads are so much warmer than the people that you would reach out to, you know, cold people or maybe even people that find you your website because 
they just found your website and they, they have a need, but they maybe don't know you. So, I mean, for example, for the past 17 days, I have gotten 25 uh, DMs from potential clients, from leads. So that is pretty, I mean, that's free also because I, it's all organic. I haven't really, I'm, I'm going to start focusing more on also ads and stuff like that in the future, but I, it's all organic and that's pretty cool. Like there's zero cost per lead. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. there's so much opp- opportunity to use social media to attract clients. And yeah. it's unfortunate that people are missing out on it because they are scared. But I think you will also find that motivation when you do get engagement on your posts and you do increase your network and you do get those clients to you. You will feel motivated yeah, I agree. So what's your what's uh, going on now with your business? So you're focusing mostly on coaching. I want to hear a little bit more about this, like because I know you do a lot of coaching in Swedish. Are you planning on just sticking with the Swedish side or do you think you'll expand into like the English speaking market? <laughs> I will Helping definitely market. expand into the English speaking market. I think yeah. it's more about the fact that I built my personal brand in Sweden. Mm-hmm. So I focus more on attracting clients in Sweden, but I do definitely see myself expanding to the international market I don't know when but it's also about you know if I suddenly got a few people English-speaking people that would be interested in working with me that would be enough motivation for me to start uh, focusing on the English market and just basically translate my program and do do one English program uh, so I could do start doing that anytime, but I am not focused on it because I also think if you speak Swedish and you are um, you know, really focusing on reaching Swedish people, it's e- going to be easier to, f- to get those Swedish clients, uh, I think, if you are Swedish, because it's different for you because you're already an American. But I think personally, I also think that there's always a barrier if a Swedish person speaking person is speaking English to a Swedish person, there's a barrier there. Mm-hmm. So I try to not have that barrier. Um but I do definitely want to expand. But what I do in my program is I help business owners, mainly those that sell services in some way, build their personal brands. And we do focus on LinkedIn. And I do that in my accelerator programs. It's a brand, it's called Brand Accelerator Program. And I work with selected clients there that I know that I can help. So I take I take on the clients that I really want to work with and who I know are this is the right fit for them and we focus for 12 weeks we build their start building their personal brands and create that strategy and goal setting and everything and uh, I I kind of help them along the way so I work very closely with each client and they can get uh, feedback from me personally and use me as kind of their private coach throughout these 12 weeks um, because that's a big part of my job is to support my clients every single day throughout this program. So yeah, that's what I focus on. That's what I do full time now in my business is to work on this program, support my clients, do sell it and market it basically. Cool. No, but I mean, it's amazing to see what you're doing now because when we started, I mean, <laughs> we started this mastermind in 2020 and we well, I had been already in my business for a while, but you had literally like kind of just started over. I was new. I had just started my business and 
yeah, I had just started my business. So everything was so new for me and I had a completely different idea of what I wanted to do than what I ended up doing and then where I am now. So, it, I mean, it's always been marketing for me in one way or another, but yeah, it's, this is what's exciting about entrepreneurship and business and being in, yeah. having your own business because you can really take it wherever you want and as far as you want. And I think the first one, two years is just a lot of experimentation and learning and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm in my third year. So I feel very settled now or not settled, but it's more, I know exactly what my folks are. I know what my goals are. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. And it wasn't like that at all for the first one, two years. I mean, definitely it, not. And to start during like the peak of the pandemic, mm. I mean, literally <laughs> the, the first like coaching session was, are we meeting in person? Like yeah. everybody was so confused. Yeah. I, I mean, so to start a business when nobody could meet, you know, that must have been a challenge for you. I mean, it was a challenge for me because my job was also quite physical. Like I had to be, as a photographer, you know, you have to go and photograph people. And so I had to kind of also think about pivoting myself to be online. And I think that everybody should have both online and one-to-one -one if that's what you choose. Of course, if you have the capacity to just only be digital, that's great. But for people like me, you should have both options available mm. for your business because yeah. one stream of income is just not enough and having multiple streams of income and different offers that can be both physically in person or even just digitally is going to prevent you from you know having issues in the future like you know a pandemic <laughs> stopping you from meeting people you know everybody was canceling like sorry I can't do this I don't I don't know what's gonna happen you know I'm gonna cancel and I'll, yeah it was scary but um, I'm just and I think I think that there's there was a benefit in a way to start in the beginning of the pandemic because I did I did I don't know what it's like to start a business when it's not a crisis in the world <laughs> so I think I whenever you start a business you're gonna start from nothing anyways so yeah. it's gonna be difficult so of course it was hard but it's hard for me to say was it harder because of the pandemic or would it have been just as hard anyways I don't know I really don't yeah. So I had a very positive mindset the whole time, actually. And I never really thought that this would affect me negatively. <laughs> um, maybe it did, but I didn't think that. Yeah. And, and also because I did want to work online and my goal was to work fully online. So this kind of just pivoted that, you know, working online and doing only digital meetings and made it very easy to create this digital business that I have. Mm. Um, so for me it was only beneficial to start. And I think if I hadn't started before the right before the pandemic, I don't think that I would have started when I did because there was so much fear of like the stupidest thing you can do right now is be a freelancer. Is that that's what the media was saying basically. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but that's not true, I would say, because a lot of people were fired. And when you are a freelancer, you can also choose your clients and, and what jobs you do. Um, but... I think yeah. I think I wouldn't have I would have been scared if I was still an employee I would have been scared to quit my job in the middle of the pandemic and start a business but because I already had started I kind of there was no going back. Yeah. And right now I mean when you start to think about it I mean there I don't like talking about this kind of stuff but there is a recession that will be coming and some people will lose their jobs and some people will sit and wait 
for, you know, some check that comes in, or you can choose to pave your own path and make your own moves to, you know, instead of just waiting for an opportunity to happen. And I think that if you are in that situation, you know, I would rather, personally, I would rather be the one that says, okay, shit happens. I lost my job. What can I do? What can I do right now to maybe start a business or bring in some extra cash on my own? You know, just start thinking out of the box, but Think of solutions instead of the problems. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Um, And also that kind of takes us back to that conversation. We were talking about personal branding is an insurance because I also say like your personal brand is is always going to grow and is always going to be steady. It doesn't matter what the market looks like. You know, your business might fluctuate, uh, money might fluctuate and you might lose uh, job you might lose jobs and stuff like that but if you have a strong personal brand that doesn't really matter what the market looks like right now or if there's a recession or not because you can always grow your personal brand and you can always have that kind of to fall back on and I feel very confident in I don't fear fear it the recession um at all but I also feel confident that if if some if I did have to change something in my business, I could definitely change something in my business and I have a very strong network to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So I could always change everything completely and start doing something new. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that's why I really recommend building your personal brand always because you can't really start. I mean, you should start when you don't need to. Exactly. Start. That's what I've said before as well. So... Joella, before we wrap this up, what does elevating your life look like? Elevating your life. For me, I think it's about, you need to, about loving your job and your, and your, about loving your job and your life outside of work always. Like I really try to always think of it like, I, I, yeah, I just want to love my life. I want to really enjoy when I'm working. I want to really enjoy what I'm doing and I want to get energy from what I'm doing. And when I close down my computer, I want to enjoy my life and feel like I am taking, I'm using my free time to the best of my ability. And that's kind of why I do mix that, you know, entrepreneurship and building my business online while also living in Italy and enjoying that, like la dolce vita. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, that's my, I really want to have both. I want to build my business and I want to enjoy life and I don't want to choose. So that's for me, elevating your life. Yeah. And now you're in Italy getting uh, cappuccinos with hearts on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the Italians. I mean, yeah. it's so fun. I mean, life has got to be a lot more exciting there. So. <laughs> yeah. In a way it is, I guess. That was so hilarious when I saw when I saw that on your Instagram. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show and helping others to see how they can elevate their lives and their businesses. So, you know, um, everyone, if you want to work with Joella, if you want to know more about her, Joella, tell us how we can find you. I think you can look for me on LinkedIn. You can find me there. Okay, I'll put it in the show notes for everyone. But um, thank you, Joella, and we'll talk later. Thank you, Jessica. Bye. Bye.